On the fourth day of July every year, citizens of the United States of America commemorate the adoption of the Declaration of Independence and the initiation of freedom from British rule. The British government had imposed on the American colonies conditions that were entirely unacceptable and had taken some action against some of the colonists. Our predecessors would not sit for oppression. They too were willing to pay with their lives. We continue to ask our military to do that on behalf of our country. Most often to secure or defend one thing or another. Clearly, this is not a calling that belongs to all of us. Still, we would do well to consider what exactly we would personally stand for or against and how we might go about taking that stand or what action we might take. At the very same time that American colonists were resisting oppression, forging their rights, and establishing this as a separate and sovereign nation, they were taking those identical rights away from other people. Sometimes even the same individuals were doing this. The multitudes of Native Americans forced into impossible conditions all of the African people who were ripped from home and familiar life, none of which, I might add, have ever been truly corrected. Neither have been adequately compensated for, what, for the dignity and resources that they lost. by the actions that the Europeans took here in America. Even if that's an impossibility, there had not even been a governmental apology to African Americans until July of last year. And there still has not been an official apology given to Native Americans. While the, while the colonists insisted on freedom from the rule of others, they were using the freedom they had to take others' freedom away. And this is not an uncommon phenomenon. so much easier to see the world by what our needs are or what our comforts are than it is to see what effect we're having on people because of pursuing those needs or comforts. 
Just about anywhere you look in the world, whether it be in politics, religion, education, or resources, we can find that sort of double standard. We understand our reasons. And it's really hard to get beyond a cultural filter that justifies or makes acceptable all of those practices. Sadly, over time, America has become used to having enough power to continue with its disregard for the impact that we've had on others as we sail merrily along our way. And even though a great deal has changed in the last couple of hundred years, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to have. Yes, individually, we try to become more aware. Here in our church, we talk about that a lot. The notion of the interdependence, the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part, that's one of our principles, respecting that. But how deeply, how deeply do we understand that every action truly affects every other creature on the planet? We look at our lives and our activities and our families and see that compared with those in other parts of the world, even when things get tough, even if we have to depend on the kindness of friends or family or even strangers, odds are the standards are better than they are in much of the world. We recycle, we reduce unnecessary trips in the car, maybe we avoid products that we know come from places where workers suffer or are treated unfairly. But what would I do, what would you do, what would we do, really? What would we be willing to do to give up to make a significant difference in the lives of those in other countries? Or even in our environment? This is our nation's birthday. Maybe it's time we started to grow up and take responsibility for the impact we have. Please don't mistake what I'm saying here. I do not believe that there is a single person here today who is intentionally doing anything that would take away the rights or freedoms of others or participate in oppressing anybody intentionally 
I know you all as generous and kind, open-minded, hard-working individuals who are fair or try to be. I'm just saying there's a much for us to learn. There is much for us to address. How are we unknowingly participating in the perpetuation of poverty or injustice, oppression or violence in this world? What might we be blind to in our own behaviors or ways of living? We believe in our principles, but how does our how effectively do we live them? The integration of our spiritual principles into the very essence of our lives is an incredibly noble undertaking. And it's one that requires a great deal, a great deal of commitment to fully incorporate those principles into our lives. I don't know if we can do it. I know it's a lifelong effort that asks spiritual discipline and commitment perpetual reevaluation and examination of self and action and thought. Rabbi David Cooper wrote, Peace is often treated as a product, something to have, a noun. Rather, it must be viewed as an ongoing process, an interactive and mutual relationship that is constantly attended, adjusted, and nurtured. It's about the process, not the end product. The issues of modern life demand penetrating insight and adaptation. This world is an integrated whole, not a collection of parts. If we are not interacting in a meaningful way with the larger body, we will of necessity Atrophy. For some reason, we don't understand how far inside our own skin we need to go with that thinking. The tremendous value of that interaction seems to escape us sometimes. It's very difficult for anyone to continuously look at the moments of our lives as they pass and keep them in relation to their effect on everything around us. Each moment. And attending that deeply, being present that deeply, even a second or two, each day can have a profound impact on the way we live our lives. If you're still struggling to establish your freedom from something or someone, I wish you nothing but success 
My prayers are with you. If you, like myself, are in less than a mindful way enjoying your freedom too, I implore you to consider re-engaging your self-reflective and analytical powers and skills. There's a great deal of correction to be made. Many or most of our habits and standards are built upon Americentric perspectives and unsustainable patterns. If we would look past our current immediate spheres of influence to honor the next seven generations, as Native Americans would have us do, we would perhaps begin to take more seriously the things that we talk about but choose not to think too hard about because of the kinds of changes it would mandate that we make. I'm just thrilled that the children of this congregation know stories about Rosa Parks and Native Americans as well as kids in other places might know David and Goliath. Not that those stories don't have value, but the things that are less removed carry with them some sense of ownership. And if we're giving our kids that, maybe we're on the right path. Dr. King said an individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. If you are truly free, I invite you to loosen the hold that our national assumptions may have on you. Air them out. Hold them up to the light. Give a listen for those new and higher munitions of conscience. 